How's it going, everybody? It's great to be back for another episode of Beef's Beef. Uh, we don't really have too much to go over today. I'm going to talk a little bit about the uh, Louisville basketball game from Friday, uh, preview the big game against Purdue tomorrow in the Big Ten ACC Challenge, and talk about the Governor's Cup. And, you know, I gave up, I gave my prediction on, on uh, Friday afternoon and Let's just say I was off a little bit, but it was one of those times when you're not really that upset at being off. So Louisville's coming off of uh, – Louisville basketball, that is, is coming off of a uh, an 84-72 win over St. Francis out of Pennsylvania. I actually had the pleasure of going to the game and sitting in a suite with my cousin, uh, which is an awesome experience if it's something that you've never experienced before. I mean, hopefully you get the chance to do it. Um it, I mean, it was crazy, man. They, they have their own concessions up there. Uh, I've been in another suite with my buddy Daniel, who I'll actually reference in this later again when we talk about this game. Uh, in the Young Brain suite, I mean, that one had food as much – I mean, anything you wanted to drink, they had it in there. So if you ever get a chance to check out a suite, take, the, take advantage of it because it is definitely an awesome experience. But like I said, Louisville's got a – Got a big game. Uh, if Purdue hadn't dropped their two of their last three games to, you know, Tennessee 78-75 and Western Kentucky 77-73, this game's probably a top 15. But no, I mean, Louisville's still uh, outside the top 15. But, I mean, Purdue probably moves up if they, if they win, maybe to the top 10 if they win that tournament that they were in. So they did come back and, and get a, a big win over Arizona 89-64, who – Man, talk about struggling. Goes from number two to unranked within, you know, five days, which is which is nuts when you think about all the athletes that that Arizona team has. So Louisville goes into this game still kind of looking for its identity. Um, you have a game last week against, uh, against Southern Illinois where they just look completely dominant. They're like, okay, they turned the corner. They kind of figure out what they're doing, and then they come out in the first half of this game, and they're kind of struggling. And then the second half, it's like, all right, there we go. We figured it out again. And then they went right back to the the things that they've been doing. Now, one thing I will say is our most consistent player this season, which coming into the season before Patino was gone, he, he referenced this from practice. Uh, Ray Spaulding has just been playing stellar. Uh, 19 and 13 and 26 minutes, sat out the last 10 minutes. It looked like he rolled his ankle or something. He also had four fouls with about 10 minutes left. And, you know, we kind of had it in hand and didn't didn't really need to bring him back into the game. So that guy is just he, – he's. I, t- I told my cousin when we were at the game, I said, man, he's playing himself into the first round. He, You know, he says, well, he's not there yet. No, he's definitely not there yet, but – he keeps playing like this, especially against the talent we'll play in the ACC. He'll definitely play himself into the first round. With his length and athleticism, I mean, he can definitely still improve on some things, especially his touch and everything. But, I mean, himself, I mean, putting that three-point shot into his game, it's still not, you know, like a 40% three-point shot. But for a big man, he definitely makes you respect his jump shot out there. So, Louisville goes into West Lafayette. Uh now, Purdue's got five players that are averaging double digits led by Carson Edwards. Uh, they also uh, – but, I mean, rebounding, though, which is which could be uh, a bugaboo for us. I mean, you look at the Nebraska-Omaha game, and, 
I had that team had a you know a couple six ten six eleven players, we may have lost that game. I mean, they really killed us on the boards, and I, I really don't get it with with how much length and athleticism we have. It's, I mean, rebounding is a want, and sometimes I I wonder you know how bad our players really want to rebound. Uh, but I mean, I was looking at some of the rebounding stats, and the Purdue has a has a Haas back from last season. Who I mean. If you remember the game last year, I mean, he was one of the, the two big men that, that played as tough for Purdue. Um, the guy's seven foot two and averaging 5.3 rebounds. So, I mean, we're talking about rebounding being an effort. I mean, that right there, that's, that's kind of troubling if I'm a Purdue fan and most likely why they, you know, dropped one to Tennessee and to Western Kentucky. Um, but something, if you do want to look at, at, a, at a stat here, you got – the freshman, I think you say his name, Harms, averaging three blocks per game. Um, they definitely have some length with two seven-footers. Uh, it's going to be tough to score inside, so Louisville's definitely going to be have to be hitting the three-pointer uh, or maybe just get one of their big men in trouble and foul trouble. Uh, I mean, Harms, being a freshman and averaging three blocks, you know he's definitely going to try to go for the block a lot. So a lot of good post moves, head fakes, and stuff like that's going to get him in foul trouble early and and maybe turn the game around, you know, early on because West Lafayette's a tough place to play. I mean, it doesn't matter how good a Purdue team is; that place is always, always tough. Their students are always into it. It's just, I mean, I think Louisville can come out with the victory depending on which team shows up. If if you get the team that played the last ten minutes of Omaha and the last ten minutes of St. Francis, it can get ugly quick. So, um, I mean, I, like I still got faith in my cards, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be a tough game. And what I was just referencing earlier, I mean, we had the uh, we had the Governor's Cup preview on Friday, and you know, Joey and I felt like pretty did did a pretty good job of giving in depth, uh, giving in in depth coverage of both teams by position and everything. And you know, I think we were I think we were pretty spot on. I, I saw a couple people on Facebook and Twitter. There were Louisville fans talking about, wow, man, I didn't realize Benny Snow was this good. I heard people on the radio saying, man, I didn't realize Benny Snow was, was this good. I mean, can I say it? Can I say as a Louisville fan that I told you so? I mean, the kid can play. The kid, if he stays healthy, is going to be playing on Sundays. The guy's just a stud, and I, I really think that if they had – if their line outside of just run blocking would have blocked for Steven Johnson, that game would have been a little different. Uh, I mean, we had the best player on the field. Uh, with Lamar Jackson, I mean, his stats really weren't what you thought they would be. At least myself, I thought with the press conference he had after the Syracuse game, I thought, well, this guy's going to come out and light the world on fire. Now, me saying this, I'm not saying that he played bad. I'm not saying he did anything like that. But 372 yards and a 44-17 win, really, I mean, you really think, oh, man, if Louisville won 44-17, it was probably just all the Lamar Jackson show. And really, it, it, it wasn't. I mean, Lamar played spectacular like always and made some crazy plays. But this was really a, a team effort. The defense stepped up. <clears throat> it, I mean, it was 44-10 with about seven minutes left. They, they let Snell get into the end zone again. But but really, it was it was not close for a while. I mean, started out, what, 14 to nothing, and then – I don't know, man. It's, it, it got bad quick. I mean, Louisville had 562 total yards of offense uh, to Kentucky's 338. I think that's 
I'll go into a little bit of, of in-depth with that type of stuff because, I mean, 338 still giving up that much. You, you don't really sound like your defense is doing that much. But I really think that I, ever since the bye week, like I was saying Friday, I, ever since that bye week, our defense has been totally different. And I, I attribute that totally to Jair Alexander, to his attitude, to his coverage, to everything. That guy is – if that guy plays all 12 games that we've played, he's a first-team All-American, and it's not even a question. So, 562 total yards, 216 passing, 346 rushing. That was what kind of surprised me with really how, what, I mean, what would you say, pedestrian Kentucky's pass defense has been all season. We really only had 216 passing yards because, I mean, we really just kept them off balance. It was just a balanced attack on, on, both, on both things. We went eight yards per rush. So, 346 yards rushing. And Lamar Jackson had 156 of it, so almost 200 yards was not even Lamar, which is Lamar 15 of 21, 216 yards passing, 18 rushes, 156 yards, two touchdowns, and no interceptions. But to me, I mean, if you're taking Lamar out of the picture here as far as the MVP, because, I mean, it's obvious that he's the MVP. He had best stats in the game for anybody. Uh, the team MVP for me has got to go to Reggie Bonifant. Uh, one reception, 27 yards, nine rushes for 63 yards. It's 77 yards a carry, two touchdowns. Uh, I mean, this guy has has definitely definitely stepped up in the past you know, three or four games. I, I felt like ever since that bye week and all that type of stuff, like, I, like I've been saying, the, the team has totally turned around. It's not only been that. I mean, Reggie's been playing better been playing better uh just the whole running back core all together i mean it's like okay we're finally healthy so it's not like the load is put all on one person so they're it's like i don't know they seem more relaxed they're more our whole team just seems to have be having fun now and it definitely wasn't seeming like that i mean going all the way back to i mean really since clemson i mean that clemson game really started the down downward spiral that we had and if you asked me three or four weeks ago, would we – I mean, or you told me three or four weeks ago that we had the chance of finishing the season with the same record as last year. I, I mean, I would have thought you were crazy. I mean, losing to Boston College, losing to Wake Forest, and, man, I mean, losing big to Clemson and, you know, losing another one to NC State. It's just like I, I definitely would have thought you were crazy. So – Outside of Reggie and, and, and Lamar, you had Jalen Smith with six receptions for 75 yards and a touchdown. Des Fitzpatrick, two receptions for 37 yards and a touchdown. I, I, I reference those guys as our, you know, our two big receivers that, you know, that we need to look out for. And those were two of the big reasons why I said Louisville had a better receiving core than Kentucky. I mean, those guys, those guys right there are just studs. I think we'll have them both back next season. Um, Especially Des Des Patrick is, has to come back. He's a redshirt uh, freshman, but I think Jalen's going to have to come back with him being plagued by drops, which a lot of people aren't talking about. Yeah, he's been plagued by drops, but I wonder how much that still has to do with his hand, maybe not or his wrist not being fully healed. I mean, I may be totally off base with that guess. I don't know, but it seems like he didn't really have those drops before that injury. So. You have those two, and then defensively, Stacey Thomas, 10 tackles and a sack. And if you remember that sack, Kentucky drives down the field, five-minute long possession, drives all the way down, goes for it on fourth down inside the inside the red zone. 
Steven Johnson drops back and then the the Red Sea parts and Stacey Thomas just comes through and demolishes him and lose about 15, 20 yards and we get the ball close to mid, close to midfield. It's just uh, as a as a whole, I really, really, really thought that this was probably the best game that we played all season. Uh, Blend Creaky three for three for field goals. <clears throat> I mean, and you look at that, and you then you look at Kentucky, and you have to think that outside of Mississippi State, this this is probably their worst game that they've played all season. Snell, like I said in that preview and everything like that, the reason I gave the running back core win to Kentucky was because of this guy. 29 rushes, 211 yards, 7.3 yards per carry, two touchdowns. Scored the only two touchdowns that they had. And, I mean, you look at Steven Johnson, who last season came out of of nowhere and absolutely torched Louisville. Eight of 19 and 110 yards. That guy never looked comfortable. From I mean, from the opening, I mean, he just – I don't know what it was. and He just looked like a totally different player. His confidence was gone. He was he was airing throws. Uh, I mean, sail, I mean, he was sailing throws. I mean, he was underthrowing guys. It's just – he just was not on the mark at all. So, and then if this not – if this could not have happened to a better guy because I, I don't know if I've – I actually, I have been more heartbroken when Steven when Stevie Johnson got loose. That was probably the most heartbroken I've ever been for a Louisville game. But last season, man, to to lose three straight, the second one be to your biggest rival, and it to be a last second, you know, forty plus yard field goal. To see that guy come out this year and clang one off the upright, I could I could not have been happier. I mean, I had a, a buddy Smitty. It was crazy. I mean, he was at the game, and we're texting back and forth, and. He's at the game board, and like I said, we're texting, and I texted him and said, man, that couldn't happen to a better guy. And he was like, what do you mean? I was like, after last season, man, I wish that guy nothing but the worst. That was – that guy broke my heart. I mean, I know we still got the Heisman and everything with Lamar, but the, the way the last season ended was just, oh, my gosh. With It was such a roller coaster last season. You have the highs with Florida State and, you know, coming out with an almost win at Clemson. And I hate moral victories, but – I mean, you you thought that it was going to be nothing but good things after that. And, you know, we're a French playoff team. We have the best player in the nation on our team. And then I I don't know what happened. I still don't know what happened. The offensive line just forgot how to block. And I don't know. It was terrible. I I really don't like talking about it. But one thing I want to talk about in this game, it's it's, I mean, it was the biggest story really with every part of the game because the game really wasn't close. And I've seen a lot of mixed emotions on this thing, obviously because Kentucky fans are definitely going to see it differently than Louisville fans are. At least some of them are. This this Jordan Jones character for Kentucky, I mean, I've seen some people say, well, you know, Lamar shouldn't have started the whole thing. Lamar didn't start the whole thing, for one. And then I've also seen people say, well, the hit was clean. You're right, the hit was clean. The hit was by number six. Jordan Jones comes out of nowhere. Starts this, bumps into Lamar, obviously says something. Should Lamar have retaliated? No, but he did. To a player, he retaliated to a player that was not in the play. Like I said, shoved him. Jordan Jones shoved him back. Lamar shoves him again. Jordan Jones takes him to the ground, and then a, a you know a fight ensues. And then what's crazy is they did they didn't even show this on TV, which is probably a good thing. I mean, you got linemen over here fighting by the wall and. Denzel Ware for Kentucky's hitting our guy with a trash can, which 
I mean, honestly, that part, I'm really not mad. It was probably one of the funnier things I've ever seen because it looked like a WWE match or something. He tries to hit a guy with a garbage can and falls down. So, But not only did Jordan Jones do that, which I felt like he was wrong in that, and I felt like Lamar was also wrong in that. I felt like they made the best call, obviously because I'm a Louisville fan. I didn't want Lamar being kicked out. I felt like that's kind of what Jordan Jones was trying to do was get Lamar to – into something like that to get himself thrown out of the game. It almost worked, to be honest with you. I, there for about two minutes, I thought we were going to lose Lamar. But, you know, I felt like they they, they made the right call. And, the, you know, it, it got a little – it was still a little chippy for a couple plays after that. And then Louisville starts to bust it open. And, you know, Kentucky goes three and out in the third quarter. Louisville gets the ball back, driving down the field. And then here comes Jordan Jones again, back to back personal foul penalties, and it's just like, man, what is this guy? I mean, it's obvious that this guy has a different agenda than anybody else. It's like this guy's definitely trying to start something, get maybe get somebody hurt. I, I mean, this guy has a this guy has a past already. I mean, you got him spitting at a fan in the Southern Miss game. You got him getting into it with his teammates at Vanderbilt. Uh some people bring up him getting mad at Lamar Thomas. I'll be honest. I'll take his side on this one, surprisingly. If I'm if I'm in that and I see Lamar Thomas go and give a player from the other team a five in the middle of the game when something like that happens, I'm gonna be upset too. So I'm not really I'm not really blaming him for being upset at that point. Because to me, Lamar Thomas is a joke anyway. Uh yeah, he got us Lamar, but the guy has done nothing but bash it since he's left here. So I'm not really mad at him for being mad at Lamar Thomas for doing that because that, to me that was kind of a joke, and I, I I don't know. So I wanted to bring that up because I mean that's obviously what everybody has been talking about. Now I wanted to give you know my two cents on it, and I've been catching a lot of flack because after that game, I mean you, some people think oh he's probably in the moment, blah blah blah, he's being biased, all that type of stuff. I don't. I don't really feel this way, and I'll explain where I'm coming from with what I said yesterday. So I I made the statement that Lamar Jackson is the greatest college football player of all time. Now, like I said, I caught caught a lot of flack for that one. But really, I'm standing standing behind it. Here's my argument. Let's say there's ten, there's 10 of us. We get all the college football players of all time, okay? I get the first pick. Who, who am I going to take? You, you, can, you can say whatever you want. I'm taking Lamar Jackson 100 times out of 100. Because if we're drafting all those players, you give me Lamar Jackson one, and then it comes back to me again, there's still going to be unreal players left. You, you give me the most dynamic player ever. The only player to ever have 3,000, 1,000 back-to-back seasons ever. Top 10 ACC, top ten in ACC yardage in two and a half seasons. The guy started five games his freshman year and is in top in the top 10 in one of the best conferences, football conferences in the nation. I, I mean, it's I, I I mean, I really don't get why people are calling me so crazy. There's some people who are saying I can kind of see where you're coming from. I think you're wrong, which is fine. Uh, the people that want to have a, a a debate about it, that's cool. I, you're not going to change my mind on it, and I, that 
I just there's some people brought up Vince Young. Vince Young had a, a great one and a half year, uh, won the won the national title. That is something Lamar doesn't have is the national title. Uh, I mean, there's other great players without national titles. <clears throat> I mean, to me, the players you can bring up, Cam Newton, I think is up there. Tebow is, the, is another good argument, but Tebow still didn't have as many good stats as Lamar. Um, you bring up the championships with Tebow. Look at the players he was surrounded by. Uh, I know that's a, that may be a bad argument, but Tebow brought it. I love Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow is one of my favorite people in sports, period. Um, you know, Reggie Bush. Reggie Bush was – Reggie Bush to me is still, I feel like, not brought up in that conversation when I think people really should because of his over, because he's overshadowed by, you know, the, the losing the Heisman and all that stuff. And, I mean, there's, there's plenty of the Herschel Walker, Bo Jackson – uh, I mean, even players like Joe Montana in college was great. John Elway was, was was great in college. So many great players, I agree, that you know you guys have talked about. I just – and it may be the generation, generational thing where I get to watch Lamar and, and all that stuff. There's just – to me, there's no one ever that I've seen in college football that can do the things that Lamar does. You can bring up Michael Vick. You can bring up RG3. You can bring up all – those guys didn't have stats like Lamar's had. Okay, well, they played – Lamar's played a national championship. He beat a a 9 or a nine or 10 win Florida State team last season into the ground. Played another uh, potential national championship winner this year with Clemson at home and still – I mean, we got blown out, but, I mean, had absolutely great stats – Outside of outside of one interception, he he played great. And then you look at the the bowl game his freshman year when he didn't even when he admittedly didn't even know the playbook had two hundred forty six yards rushing and two hundred and twenty I think it's two hundred twenty three yards passing against Miles Garrett and Texas A and M. I mean, the guy just has done it and done it and done it and done it over and over and over and over again. And I, I just I'm tired of beating around the bush and saying, man, Lamar could be one of the best. Lamar is the best. Lamar is the best player to ever play college football. I'm not going to say hands down because you can have an argument for other players, but I just, I don't, I don't agree with them. To be blunt with you, I don't agree with them. Lamar is the best to me. And I, I'll, I will continue to say that until someone comes in and dethrones him. I mean, what? just think if he comes back next season. If he comes back next season and stays healthy, and has three, 3,000, 1,000, because you know he'll do it again. And then and then he does it against, you know, he gets 400 yards against Alabama, whether we win or lose, because our offensive line's back. Our wide receiving core is back. If we get Lamar back, I mean, look look out, man. I mean, we could – I was actually having a, a conversation with Chris Lewis. We get Lamar and Jair both back. We're French playoff like we're looking like last season. We're French playoff where a ball bounce one way and we could be in there. We maybe take the L to Alabama, win out after that, win the ACC champion. There's no reason we're not in the playoff or even have another loss, but it's, you know, but it, maybe it's a close game and all of our other games we win, we go to the ACC championship with a loss to Alabama and maybe a, a Clemson or a Florida State next season. You're going to tell me we wouldn't be like Auburn? Come on now. I mean, that's that's a bunch of good wins. So 
I, I don't know. I That's not my beef for tonight. I got something else for you guys on this one, and I've had people disagree with me on this one too, but uh, I mean, I'm ready to give this, this beef. I've actually had this beef for a while and thought about actually making it my very first one, but you know, I thought I'd, I'd break out my first beef with a bang. So beef's beef tonight. And the reason I'm bringing it out now is because even more stuff came out about it this week. And I can't lie, man. It made me even more upset about it because I just thought that this really could help our season even more. My my beef's beef this week is Brian Bowen. I'm, I, I'm again, this is, this is my beef. This doesn't have to be your beef. So even if you disagree with me, I don't care. This is my beef. I am completely disgusted that we let him go. Not only are we letting him go, we're releasing him from his paperwork to where he can go and play somewhere next semester. What is, I mean, let's let's think about that for a second. We're letting him out of his paperwork to where he can go and play again next semester. What if this ends up not only biting us in the tail because one we're losing arguably going to be our best player just off of what we're looking at him coming out of high school out of Wildemere. I mean, it'd probably be him or Dingadell and Ray Spalding. I mean, could you picture that? <laughs> I mean, that lineup right there, I mean, you put Ray at the five, Tugs at the four, uh, Dang, VJ at the three, two, and then you got Q at the one. And then you got, then you got coming off the bench, you got Honest, Malik, Darius Perry, Jordan Nawara. Uh, I mean, the list goes on and on. Uh, Dwayne Sutton. I mean, then you you bring in Tugs that then puts Dwayne Sutton to the three, which is his more natural position. He's not having to play out of position at the four. I mean, the and, and I'm I'm looking beyond basketball on this one too because I I don't want to just seem like this selfish sports guy that's all we we should have let him in because I wanted my sports team to be better. No, it's the guy was. The guy was get totally given the green light by the FBI, and everyone, okay, well, that's the FBI. That's outside. You're right. You're right. It is. It is. It isn't the NCAA. It isn't. But as we look in the past, has the NCAA ever really looked out for Louisville anyway? To be honest, what happened with the Katina Powell stuff definitely wasn't the best look for Louisville. Um, but I thought what Louisville did in response to it was above and beyond. When you came out and said that, you know, our coaching staff had no idea, the coaching staff that is still there had no idea what had happened. And then, you know, we get rid of the scholarships. We self-impose a ban to two seniors that transferred into playing the NCAA tournament and a team that was starting to hit its stride. And then you hit them with that. had just beaten the number one team in the nation, North Carolina. And then you hit them with that a couple of days later. And I was just – the NCAA picks and chooses their battles with who they want to do things to. I mean, look at North Carolina, made up fake classes for 25 years and doesn't even get a slap on the wrist because it's out of their jurisdiction. I mean, the NCAA is a joke. I really don't care to say that. The NCAA is a joke. Uh, to me, I wish all college teams – and I wish all college basketball – actually, I wish there was no more of an NCAA because – the way they treat people, the way they do things, is just so out of the ordinary. It doesn't make sense. Um, I, I mean, I have so many things that I could say with this, but uh, I'm, I'm actually going off on a tangent from, from, from my beef. But 
Brian Bowen, I mean, okay, some people say, well, he didn't even want to be be here in the first place. He didn't pop. The kid committed. The kid signed his scholarship paperwork. I know he didn't sign a letter of intent. He signed a scholarship paperwork because he signed after the signing period. The kid wanted to be here. I, I mean, I don't, I don't buy into that. If he didn't want to be here, he wouldn't have been here. I don't buy into the notion that he didn't want to be here. It's that's a joke. I mean, you see the pictures with him and his teammates. It's just him and his teammates were obviously having fun. This team was going to be great. It's just, I don't know. It bothers me a lot. Like I, I could go into it for hours and hours and hours, and <laughs> until I'm blue in the face. But I, I don't know. That's that's my beef for tonight. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, what I talked about today. Uh, let's let's get this W tomorrow in West Lafayette. Let's let's continue to to roll forward in, in Cardinal football and hopefully get a get a, a favorable bowl bowl draw that you know we can get a, another W and and you know, catapult in the next season and, uh, you know, keep the Lamar train going. And also let's, let's get Lamar that Heisman. Um, all we need is for Baker Mayfield to just have another blow up like he did against Kansas, which I mean, that could happen against TCU. TCU can maybe get in his head, but let's get that going. I hope everybody has a great night. Great week. Uh, watch as Louisville get that W tomorrow. Um, you guys have a good one. Keep liking, sharing, Everything like that. Give me feedback. Give me stuff to talk about. Everything. You guys have a good night.